This is Dies and Shoe EX, the podcast, episode 245, the week of January 23rd, 2011. Hello, os and salutations. Welcome to Dies and Shoe EX, the podcast and extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball. I forgot I was saying that for a second. Dragon Ball website, Dies and Shoe EX, fan site, no less. See, two yeah. weeks, I don't even know what I'm doing what anymore. We you lost me at os. Oh my god, oats? What the frick is he saying? <laughs> this is why I should just read the sentence as is. Yes, we cover it's everything there. and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. At your expense. <laughs> at my expense, solely and exclusively. Welcome, everyone. Over here across from me to talk about Dragon Ball, we got Mary. Hiya. Hey there. And uh, just me, Mike Vegito EX. It's been two weeks since we put out a show, but as we're about to get to, that does not... That does not mean a lack of content on Daizenshu EX. It's just been all of the text variety. So congratulations to us for popping out content. Whoa, yay. So it's good to be back. I know it's been uh, a little bit, but we have a lot of news to talk about that's very fun. I want to dip into some of that new website content, share with... Uh, the podcast audience, some of the new things we've been putting up. And we've got um, February. Mary, I was just scrolling down past the releases. February is jam-packed. I cannot believe some of the stuff that's oh, coming out. No. We got a couple good emails. So it's going to be one of those episodes where we don't really have a topic for you, unfortunately. Um, our buddy Jeff was actually down in Florida last week, so we couldn't do the manga review of Awesomeness. And then someone... Someone, not saying who in this room, had a birthday with a significant number. Yeah, yeah, someone. Just tossing it I'm out I'm looking there. at Bubba Trunks. I think he's <laughs> like, you know, 18 now or something. <laughs> so it's uh, been good times here in Casa de EX, just uh, off the audio equipment. But we're, we're ready to go again. Uh, we are so aching to do this manga review. It's just, it's tough to pull everyone together sometimes when life interrupts the general flow of podcasting. So uh, we have a contest winner to announce later on this episode as well. We're giving away a copy of the Raging Blast 2 opening theme CD single. That's Battle of Omega. Last podcast episode, we reviewed that CD single. So if you were tuning in then, you heard it. Maybe you want to pay attention, see if you won that. Before we get into our regular podcast news, I do want to mention a couple of those new updates on the website. We have had up for a little bit now the full review of Funimation's re-release of Dragon Ball Movie 1, which they call Curse of the Blood Rubies. The original Japanese title is Dragon Ball The Legend of Shenlong. That has been re-released, but it's the first time uncut and bilingual in North America, despite the fact that it was one of the first things Funimation ever released back in 1995 in this country. So it's kind of a significant product. The full review is up there on the site, and I don't think it's worth doing a full topic about it here in the podcast, especially because there's a lot of visual stuff to go along with it. But I do want to play an audio sample because this podcast makes sense to do audio stuff. But before we get to that, I just, Mary, we did review the movie. I think it was about three years ago. <laughs> I wouldn't remember that. Here though. on the podcast. It was Yumi and Jeff. Um, do you have anything that you want to just toss out there real quick, having rewatched movie one now? No, I mean, it's a cute, fun watch. Really can't say I'd ever go back and watch it ever again. Really? Yeah. I don't know if that lines up with what you said three years ago. <laughs> because it's like such a rehash, retelling of the first 13 episodes with a different villain that I have no need to really rewatch it. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, I still, I had a good time watching it. I didn't have a bad time watching it, but there's right, no right. reason to watch it anytime soon. Maybe another three 
five, ten years from now. Right. And maybe you'll have forgotten all about it again. Is this a movie you had fan subbed? No, I never owned this one. I had it. Um, a friend had the Harmony Gold dub version, which I stupidly didn't copy over. I copied her movie three. I didn't right. copy her Dragon Ball movie one because I figured, oh, it's the first 13 episodes. I don't need to have this for myself. Yeah. See, you didn't even, oh God, what year would that have been? I guess like 98. I got a hold of that tape. Mm-hmm. And even that she taped point, off the TV, I was like, yeah, even in 98, I knew I don't need to bother with this movie so much. Wow. All right. Well, it's a shame. Lost to time. What I do want to play for you, though, I was alluding to this, and this is on the review page. It's a comparison between the audio track on Funimation's release and the Dragon Box the movie's release. Now, of course, Funimation put this out not as a Dragon Box master. It's just an old master. It's not going to sound that great. But since this is a movie that had not been out, I know a lot of people imported the R2 of it because they did get all the individual movies on DVD in Japan. You just have to hear the difference between Funimation's master and the Dragon Box master. Even knowing that hearing it here on the podcast has been recompressed about twice, you still have to hear this. Mary, I'm pretty sure I played this for you when I first did it. It was just astounding. Because I figured even the Dragon Box version, I guess... I assume that it's so old, it's not going to sound all that great. But by comparison, it sounds like crispity goodness. Oh, so, so good. This is the kind of thing, it, like I noted in the review, it's just been far outclassed by the Dragon Box Masters. So if you really want the most pristine quality version of the movie, that's the way to go. But this is also $15 MSRP. I'm seeing it in a lot of places for 11 bucks, And we have that four-pack coming out, I think, in February. So it's a cheap way to watch the movie. If you don't mind bad audio. Right, right. Which, you know, I'm sure is not their fault. No, no. I Like I said in the review, I think they did the best they could with what they were given. Yeah. Mm, maybe not in the colors department, but overall. Uh, the other review that is not up as we're recording, but will be going up probably later today, is finally the review of the Kokoro no Hane CD single. Now, we reviewed this on the podcast quite a while ago when it first came out. You remember, this is the second ending theme to Dragon Ball Kai, performed by Team Dragon from AKB48. And we talked a lot about the song and a little bit about the included DVD with the limited edition. But in the meantime, since then, Julian has gone back and translated some of the dialogue from that DVD. Uh, We talked a lot about the Brazil comparisons and stuff, but it ends with a little Q&A session with Masako Nozawa, who of course plays Goku, Gohan, etc. And what I wanted to do right now is do a little role play. Mary, you are going to be Masako Nozawa. Alrighty. Are you ready to live up to this legend? Indeed. Alright. What was your first impression of Team Dragon from AKB48? First of all, my impression was cute! How cute! What did you feel as you were watching Team Dragon from AKB48 recording? 
During the recording, I was, well, if you ask me what I was watching, I was looking at their eyes. They, they were really looking intensely, and their eyes, I guess you could say they had some real strength in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Everyone was taking it really seriously, giving it their all and doing their best. Mm-hmm. About the ending animation of Kokoro no Hane. Well, I watch every week, and it's good, isn't it? I mean, it's soft, and even though there's fighting, there's a part where you can relax, so I thought, this is alright, isn't it? It's cute. Do you have any special attitude towards Son Goku and Son Gohan? Not really special. For me, there really isn't anything special about it. Although, I take it seriously because they're equal to me. For example, in my mind, Goku and Gohan, they're there, and Goku and Gohan are equal to Masako Nozawa because they're inside me. Every day I live with the two of them. When I come in here, even more so. A message for the fans of Dragon Ball Kai. I really want as many people as possible to see it. And well, for example, if you're watching it, and she motions to the camera. I'd like it if you could, for starters, invite maybe 10 people around you to also watch it, at the very least. If you do that, it will really expand in the blink of an eye, won't it? I'm wishing for that. I mean, Dragon Ball is a global phenomenon, but I want it to spread out even more into space. Yes. Yoroshiku onegaishimasu. Mary, what do you think about this little Q&A session with her? I think she's a little bit in La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she adorable, though? She's, yeah, I'd like a grandma like her. I'd be like, my grandma's Goku. Hells yeah. Uh, she always <laughs> doesn't answer the question about yeah. how are Goku and Gohan to you. No, it's... It, well, they are me. Okay, I guess. It's like they're a part of her, maybe is what she's trying to say. Yeah, and I, I get where she's coming from. How about the, uh, she wants it to spread out into space? <laughs> That's why it. she's very spacey. It's so over the top to me. I, I absolutely adore it. But she, in typical Japanese fashion, doesn't answer the questions, especially with uh, what did you think about AKB48? I know, she's talking about their eyes. It's like, she's not going to come right out and say, yeah, they're just in here for giggles and they're not really good. And as we were talking about it last time we really reviewed it, just the way that she's interacting with them, she steps in and corrects them with how to do stuff. It's, Chippies, get out of here. Come on now. We know how she feels about these types of performers. So, you know, we're not going to get perfectly honest answers out of her. It's fun, though. She's going to school them. I hope. It's totally fun. So, yes, this full review with pictures from the DVD with the recording sessions. And I actually dipped into that other second version that I got that has slightly different video on it. Uh, comparison screenshots with the movie Brazil. Uh, in relation to the music video for Kokoro no Hane, it's basically its own new feature. It's just that extravagant. And who would have thought that the a level Dragon of Kai effort's a little scary? Ending. Ugh, it is scary. On their side and on my side. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. So before we hit the news, I just want to toss something out there. I like to mention, oh, what did we get in recently? Because this affects other people as well. I picked up the Bukun CD, which is something that I've not owned up until now. It's a compilation that came out. I think it's got through the first five DBZ movie closing themes. And it's got some image songs. Um, it's kind of a, a picture book in a alongside being a compilation CD. So that's a little different from some of the other comps that have come out there. But what's also interesting about it is it's one of the only, if the only, DBZ-specific discs that has Makafushiki Adventure on it. So I thought that was uh, an interesting inclusion. There was the new remix long version that was on the hit song collections, but this is just the standard version of the song. So it was great to come across it. I haven't really seen it anywhere before, so I grabbed that. At the same time, I also grabbed, you spotted this. Yes. So proud of you. <laughs> Copy My of eyes were like, 
I don't know. They know what to look for when I go into stores like these. Ah, I know. I was just looking on the wrong shelf. Copy of Daisenshu for the World Guide. We grabbed this stuff at Book Off in New York. I think the Daisenshu was like 15 bucks. Do you know what you could sell this for on eBay? The stores don't know. And I'm fairly certain that every time we have ever gone to Book Off, I have gotten a Daisenshu. Yeah, which I think means someone's training them in, <sighs> presumably. These sad, sad, sorry people. So, Daisenshu 4 giveaway at some point in the near future. It's a little faded, but, I mean, it's a Daisenshu, and it's number four, and it's a really good one. So, definitely stay tuned. We'll give that away on the website and the podcast. I don't know, maybe with episode 250? What do you think about that? Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds like a good because, number. Because uh, 300 would be way too far. Yeah, it's too far off into the distance. So uh, maybe starting on episode 250, we'll we'll do that contest and we'll run it for like two weeks or something. Uh, it sounds like a plan. So that's all the uh, fun stuff we got going all on. All right. That was like, I don't know if you'd call that a topic. Uh, with these kind of episodes, I like to do that, though. Mid-range roundup. That's right. So, news? Yes. So we're catching up on about two weeks of news. You've probably read this on the homepage of Dyson X already, but we'll recap it for you here. No 3DS game in the first half of 2011. So if you'll remember, almost immediately after the Nintendo 3DS was unveiled last E3, Namco Bandai put out a press release noting which titles and franchises they were planning on working on for the system, and Dragon Ball was among them, though it didn't have any title or release time frame. It's just a Dragon Ball game. No actual name for it. So Nintendo has now unveiled their 3DS game release schedule for Japan, and that goes all the way through spring of this year, spring 2011. No Dragon Ball game is on the list, though a new Naruto game is on there, so Namco Bandai is definitely at work on this stuff. So we know Dragon Ball game's coming. If it's coming this year at all, it'll be in the second half of the year. And Mary, you and I were talking about this a little earlier. Dragon Ball Kai Ultimate Butoden comes out on the regular, now the old Nintendo DS on February 3rd. It's like in a right, week, so two weeks. It's going to be one of the last games on the system. Well, before we it's get like, th- why even bother? <laughs> before we hit the next piece of news, I guess little topic here. Do you think Namco Bandai's even going to bring over Ultimate Butoden to the US? I don't know how much effort it takes to localize something like that. So only if it's profitable. It's the only reason why they would bring anything over. I mean, and I don't know if it is. So It comes out in Japan February 3rd. We're getting the 3DS on March 27th, I think it is. And Japan gets it a little earlier. So this is right at the cusp of the next system. And sure, the 3DS is backwards compatible. You can put a regular DS game in there. But I don't know. This may be the first new Dragon Ball game since the resurgence in, what, 02? That North America doesn't get. Well, there was also the Wonder Swan game. We didn't get that. But that goes that, that <laughs> doesn't really count. Uh, all right. So that wraps up that little bit of non-news. So uh, let's talk about streaming. Okay, so here's some details about the DBZ streaming going on. There was a tweet from Funimation on January 13th that said, Streaming will be uncut episodes akin to the Orange season sets. English dub with U.S. broadcast music and English sub with original Japanese music. Uh, And then the stuff went up on the 15th, that was last week, and indeed it was the masters from the Orange Brick sets. Although the dub features the original Japanese musical score, and the uh, the opening theme is a Funimation-only product, though apparently this is how that track was on the Orange Bricks. And there's currently 15 episodes up for streaming. Yeah, I think they're due to put at least another one episode up this week, but it hasn't happened. Yeah, that was very much conflicting with the word that they put out there. 
It uh, it is. I guess the, it was just a faux pas. Maybe someone misread the notes. Yeah, I think so. So that's how it is. And people were noting before the full episodes went up, they did have some clips up on Hulu that were from the dub, and those used the Kikuchi score. So it was kind of, uh, what's really going to happen? But well, that's good. It's just I'm happy. Uh-huh. Not that I need to watch any of this. No, no, it doesn't apply. But not still like good. any of us are going to watch it, right? But uh, so that's what it is. Yeah, it sucks that it's the Orange Brick Masters, but when you think about it, it makes total sense, and I'll concede defeat in that respect, because other than the Dragon Box Masters, which Funimation hasn't even released in their entirety here, the only consistent presentation of 1 through 291 that Funimation has is the Orange Brick Masters. So it makes sense that if they're going to start streaming things, go with what's, what's done. consistent and done, so... So be it. Although, like we noted, the press release also said first TV series, Angie T and Kai. What masters will they use for those? Probably whatever the most recent. It'll be the blue bricks, the green bricks, and Kai will just be what is because there's just the one of Kai. So, yeah, uh, free streaming episodes of DBZ. Go ahead and watch them if you want to catch up on stuff. I really like the Science Saga filler, though. And a lot of people were talking about that on the forum, too. Gohan has some really fun stuff that helps I think it helps his character development. We did an episode all about that way back, so you can go back and listen to that. A couple more bits of news here. Raging Blast 2 is getting an original soundtrack in March, coming out on the 23rd of March for 3,000 yen, so a little over 30 bucks. Catalog number, if you want to look it up, LACA15111. Now, this isn't interesting by itself, but when you place it in a little bit of context, this is kind of a bit of a head-scratcher. Raging Blast 1, the video game, which came out last year, well, two years, November 2009, that got a collector's edition in Europe, which Japan didn't get and the US didn't get. That collector's edition had a soundtrack CD that came along with it. It was 29 tracks. It was all background music. Progression, the opening theme, was not on there. No soundtrack for the game was otherwise released anywhere in the world, not even in Japan. Raging Blast 2 which came out just last November, also received a collector's edition in Europe, but this one did not come with a CD. The last game to get a full soundtrack was actually Infinite World back in 2008. The only other kind of non-Raging Blast console game that we've had was the Wii game last year. That didn't get a soundtrack. But that was also a weird situation where it reused alternate music from the Sparking series, which was used in North America. That's a whole nother story. And portable games in the franchise generally don't get soundtracks. So really, we were getting a console game soundtrack for the first time in like a little over two years. Now, is there anything on there that's of any real interest? Well, I like the Galaxy Mode music. There are a couple other tunes in there I liked, but it's just interesting. I feel like we haven't had a game soundtrack in a while. We haven't. So it's uh, neat that they're picking up along with that. We've had CD singles for the openings all along, but fleshing out the music collection a little more. Raging Blast 2 in March. There's one last bit of news. This just came out, although um, Jacob on our forum was saying that um, maybe this was floating out earlier. It never made its way to us, but you know we have official picture from Shonen Jump to confirm it. Right. It's a cross epic from a few years ago. It's coming to the North American Shonen Jump publication in April 2011, which is the 100th issue. So Cross Epic was a one-shot crossover from Toriyama and Oda from One Piece that was originally published in the issue 4-5 in 2007 in Japan of a weekly Shonen Jump. This was released Christmas Day 2006, and it's a little short 
thingy of Dragon Ball and One Piece characters getting together, doing a bunch of silly stuff, and it, it ends with a giant tea party with Shenlong. So it's cute goodness. Now the last time that Shonen Jump in the US published any of the spin-off side story stuff was Nekomajin Z5 back in October 2007, but they took off the 5 and didn't reference the fact that it was part of a series. So not something they do very often. And Mike, you were going on like, oh my god, I can't believe Cross Epic is five years old. Well, a little over four, but, but yeah, I was doing the math a little wrong. I, I cannot believe Cross Epic is over four years old. To me, this is still a recent thing, but... It's recent-ish. Uh, ish. Wow. Do you even remember Cross Epic? I had to refresh. I mean, I remember that... You know, they were I don't remember a story of any sort. There wasn't much of there a story. There wasn't a story. Just, let's see all the characters together. I'm pretty sure Buggy and Pilaf were together, which is funny because of Shigeru Chiba. And uh, Mr. Satan's there at the beginning. And Vegeta's wearing some kind of like space pirate outfit. And it's cute and it's fun. And yeah, it ends. Tea Party. Shenlong. Fantastic. It's cute. It's just a little one shot. So it's not like they can take off a number and not reference that it's part of something bigger. Yeah, what do you think about Viz and kind of, there's so many little things. They're just slow. They're so slow. It's like, it's great that they're putting it out for people who may not even know about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's the hold of people? Yeah, there's There's a lot of stuff that that I'm always scratching my head. Like, what's taking them so long with this? And I can't remember what the other example would have been for that. Well, the entirety of Nekomajin. I mean, when did that come out? Yeah. God. Nekomajin, you could just put out a one Tonkobon graphic novel and you're done. This is just a one shot, so it makes total sense to just toss it in the 100th issue. That's significant. That makes sense. Toss it in there. But I could have done this quite some time ago. That's the news. A lot of Dragon Ball stuff for the last couple of weeks. Yep. A mix of stuff. So uh, without a normal topic, what we're going to do is transition over into a little bit of releases and do a couple emails and do a contest winner. And that's it. January's pretty much over, so we'll give you the first maybe week or so in February. Starting things off, like we mentioned earlier, on the 3rd, Dragon Ball Kai Ultimate Butoden for the Nintendo DS in Japan. This is coming from Namco Bandai. It's a 2D fighting game, though it's made up of uh, 3D character models. It's not sprites. It is 5,040 yen. You can pre-order on CD Japan for 4,800. Play Asia's get it for 59.90. Spend some credit. I got mine coming in so we can expect uh, at least a preview of that game in the coming weeks for all those who are not importing the game. Um, Mary, take us. I guess you're staying in Japan for a little bit the next day. So February 4th, we've got two Kai items. The first is a Blu-ray box set, Jeans Don't Get and Sell Arc Box 2. This covers episodes 66 through 76. It's four discs, but the last one only has two episodes, which is weird. Uh, it's a 4 by 3 aspect ratio, high def, 14,679 MSRP. You can pre-order it on CD Japan for 30,980 yen and Amazon Japan for 10,764 yen on the dot. Also, same day, uh, it's Sakai DVD single disc release of same arc, Jinzoni uh, and Cell. It's volume 5, which is volume 23 overall. It's episode 67 through 69 with the 16 by 9 aspect ratio cropped standard definition, 2940 yen MSRP. You can pre-order it on CD Japan for 2800 yen and 2176 yen on Amazon Japan. Only other thing I want to toss out there about this release cycle series is that the episode numbers are no longer perfectly aligned between the dvds and the blu-ray sets they're a little off they were like they perfectly lined up like this many dvds had this many episodes that fit 
perfectly corresponding to the Blu-ray sets for the Cyan stuff. No longer that way. I don't know how they're arranging things, but a little weird. Um, I'll just mention one more release because it kind of ties in with something we were talking about earlier. On February 8th, that's a Tuesday, over here in the U.S., the Dragon Ball movie four-pack. First time in North America, all four of the Dragon Ball movies together. That's one through three plus the 10th anniversary movie. This is a new remastered release from Funimation. It's got the new release of movie one in there, and it's got the prior releases. Well, I should say the prior dubs of two, three, and four, but it's a new remastered video transfer of them. It's $34.98 MSRP, but uh, Amazon's got it for $25.99. Right Stuff's got it for $26.24. There's a crap ton more in February. We got more Kai stuff, more CDs. Uh, Germany's got stuff, but we'll hold off on that until we actually hit February. Let's do a couple emails. Mary, I read you an email here from Brittany. She says, Hey, DiceX crew. Even though we already did your 2010 review, I was wondering about the Jump Special. Mostly, you guys thought it would come out this year, but I always thought Funimation would dub it when they were almost finished with the Z-Kai. I assumed they'd air the special a few weeks after they'd finished airing the entire show, playing on Nicktoons. But I recently thought Funimation might not release it at all as a Dragon Ball Z special, but rather as... Dragon Ball Z Kai the movie. But being that Kai might not even finish, it might have just ruined my whole idea. That's so cool. I think that would totally work if it was, you know, <laughs> releasing the special as a Kai thing and not a Z thing. That would be interesting. I mean, the fan in me would be like, that's not actually right. But, you know, timing wise and product wise. Well, another thing I mean, that would throw that out of whack is the Jump Super Animator special. Use the Kikuchi score from Z. Oh, so, I guess. But it's an updated art style, I guess you'd say. But yeah, I mean, we keep predicting like, yep, this year Funimation is going to put it out and it's just not coming. Again, like we were saying with Viz, what's the holdup? I think with this, this is more of an expected holdup. You've got Shueisha in the mix, but it's got to come at some point soon. People are already pirating the hell out of it. I mean, it's been out there. It was streaming legally free when it debuted, so people at least got a chance to see it. But how would they release it? I don't think we can ever predict what Funimation will do with this. I've kind of given up. Yeah, yeah. All right, Mary, why don't you read uh, an email here from someone named Albert? Yo, I was wondering what the naming pun was for Zarbon, and and do you happen to know the name of the orange pool? My opinion of Zarbon is that he is an ugly frog disguising himself as a handsome, albeit fruity prince. Anyway, you guys have an awesome podcast and website. Speaking of fruity, fruity, yes, fruity, you've fresh uh, and fruity. Inadvertently narrowed down what Zarbon's name pun is. It comes from Zabon. It's a play on Zabon, just um, elongates that first ah sound in there. It's the Japanese name of the pomelo. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. No. It's a citrus fruit. It's from Southeast Asia. And that's uh, also where Zarbon gets his color from, the greenish, bluish tone that he has. That's what the outside of the fruit is. Then the other dude you're talking about, the orange clone of Apul. Well, his, <laughs> his name is Orin. It comes from Orangey. comes from Orange. It's a very simple one there. So what you're noticing here is that they're all fruit puns. All of Freeze's goons. Yeah, you've got kiwi, apple, orange, blueberry, raspberry, a few others in there, which sort of puts them at odds against the science. The fruits versus the veggies. Right, yasai vegetable. I want the fruits to win. But you think a little bit more about that, that almost conflicts a little bit with what's also noted as the... Sufudians, the Sufudu gene, which is 
Furutsu, Sufuru. So Frieza's minions have name puns that are the same as the race which the Saiyans fought against. So it's kind of this weird triangle of interlocking name puns that sort of make sense together. So those are some name puns. I think what I'll do is uh, our buddy Jake Herms from Constantai, he um, eventually put together a giant list of name puns that's uh, on our forum. I know Julian and I were working on a thing. I know Jake and Heath were working on a section for their sites as well. Ended up just being, you know what, just make a forum thread and kind of collaborate. And Jake pulled everything together and stuff from Forever and uh, Landmark and all the guidebooks and did Toriyama's quotes from them. So it's a good resource if you want to know any of the name puns in the series. So I'll just link to that over there. But uh, that's it. Mary, right. people have questions, comments, concerns, dreams, hopes, aspirate. Did I do those out of order? I think so. I think so. Anyway, you can send emails to podcast at dizex. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dizex and on Twitter at dizex. I just want to say to all you folks out there, Twitter, we just passed 600, and on Facebook, we just passed 900. Ooh, not so bad. you can see where the audience is. They're over on Facebook, but, you know, I pay attention to both areas. Uh, give shit away. We mentioned it earlier, and it's already on the homepage of the site, so you may have run it by now, but we're giving away a copy of the Battle of Omega CD single. We reviewed it last episode. The review's up on the site, and now you, you right there, you get a chance to win it had a bunch of entries on this but the randomly drawn winner is number 43 d kirby j in all caps from thank god california not that i'm sick of sending things to like australia and portugal and spain but occasionally it's nice to have something that costs like three bucks to mail so thank you d kirby j from california you get a round of applause from us you have won the Battle of Omega CD single. I'm just going to read his email here. I've been enjoying what you guys have been doing with the website and the podcast over the years. With a ton of work going on right now, I've been re-listening to all of the previous podcast episodes, currently on episode 212, and it's just interesting to see how much the show has grown since 2005. Oh, I'm sure. Keep doing what you're doing, and I hope I win the contest. Well, you did. <laughs> you did. Later. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you did. It is. I mean, I go back and... I mean, Does it's it make just, your ears bleed? Does it make you embarrassed? Well, the audio quality and as we're just finding our way around the show and you know, playing off each other and all that jazz. I mean, we're just so much more comfortable with doing it now. It's a completely different monster. but it is I, a monster. I feel like there's always been good content. So even if the audio was abysmal, which it was for like 100 episodes, I apologize. Uh, now there's some decent stuff in there to go back and listen to. So uh, I guess we've already announced that our next contest will start it up on episode 250. We'll uh, give away a copy of Daizenshu 4. So that's pretty exciting. Daizenshu EX, Daizenshu giveaway. We've given a few giving away Giving away the, the website. So, yes, I'm giving away the website. I'm done. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Mary. Yes, sir. Next episode, what do you think? I think we should do manga. <laughs> you think we'll do it? I think I think we should. Notes are done. Jake sent me his visisms. I mean, and I read it months ago, so I'm already liable to forget. I just gotta hook up with Jeff at some point early on the week, drop the manga off, and we'll do this. I swear we will do this because I know a lot of you folks really dig the manga review. We do too. So it's not like it. we don't enjoy doing it. We totally do. It's just sometimes tough to get everyone together, as the VG Confos audience well knows. It's difficult to get everyone together. So that's it. Mary, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you. Anything you want to plug? Do? No, Nothing? thank you. All right. 
Uh, so for Mary over there. Bye bye. For Julian off in Japan, who uh, hopefully we can get to do the manga review with us, assuming it'll be next week. Big thanks to Julian. Uh, did you see Elena's got a tooth coming in? Yes, I did. Oh, he's so cute. So uh, oh, I'm. Geez. I try not to push Julian with too much stuff because he's got a baby. But he was uh, gracious enough to finally uh, do the Kokoro no Hani translations and get that section up there totally done. So from everywhere over there, for Julian and myself, my name's Mike, www.daizex.com. That is the central location for us, for the podcast, for the forum, for the chat, for all the sections, all the hours upon hours of reading and listening that are available to you if not days and weeks it's somewhat frightening uh we'll see you next time here on the show later folks